You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Hello, fellow intentional optimists. Welcome to episode 23. Let's talk about leadership. Now, the subtitle of this podcast is Unconventional Leaders, but what does that actually mean? Nearly every week I say unconventional leaders lead at every level, in any area, using their unique gifts, but there are certain characteristics that I think really highlight an intentionally optimistic leader. And as a reminder, intentional optimism is based loosely on the Proverbs 31 woman, who is a really strong, smart, capable lady, who also happens to be a really great leader. First, let me tell you what she's not. She's not bossy or self-absorbed. Y'all, I feel like I am talking to myself half the time here. (laughs) I have been told from a very young age to stop being bossy and, Andrea, pay attention outside of yourself. She's also not really worried She pays attention to them, but she's not worried about quarterly analytics or how they might project for the rest of the year. She has an abundant mindset, knowing that she can always pivot or adjust her trajectory for her next steps. She's not in it for the money or even making a name for herself. Everybody knows it. They see her as the philanthropist. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband is well-known because of her amazing reputation. She's also not on social media telling everybody how wonderful she is, right? But here's what she is. She's a great example of how we, as modern women, can lead in the 21st century. Now, leadership falls under the third tenet of intentional optimism, which is being courageous. Remember that sailboat analogy of intentional optimism I've been talking about? Well, courage is adjusting the lines and pulling them just a little bit tighter or maybe even letting out some slack in order to help the sail of energy catch the wind. Understanding what an intentionally optimistic leader is allows us to either increase or decrease the tension in any given circumstance. So let's look at what an intentionally optimistic leader is. Here's my definition. She's a charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better now or in the future. And you say to me, but Andrea, I'm not charismatic. So what if you're not charismatic? Or maybe you don't have the ability to see long-term horizon big picture. I'd like to redefine the way we look at these terms because I don't think they're serving us. In a nutshell, this woman is a magnet. People are drawn to her. Why? She focuses on making things better, not just for herself, but for other business owners, her family, her employees, her spouse. She's in it for community, not for herself, and others can tell. She pursues companionship through business deals and creates community by expanding her business and hiring new employees. She's also always pursuing companionship through individual relationships, be friends, family, networking, and through openness to others, their ideas, and their opinions. So how does that make her a magnet? What makes people want to follow her? A charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better now or in the future is, first of all, charismatic. She values others in tangible ways. 
So are you saying you've never been described as charismatic? Well, I'm not talking about televangelists or used car salesmen pseudo-charisma. Here's the actual definition of the word charisma. Compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. What woman doesn't want to be charming, right? So I ask you, do you value others? John Maxwell says that in order to do this, in order to be reminded to do this, he just puts a 10 above everybody else's head. That way he knows that on a scale of 1 to 10, their value is always a 10, and it shows. When he walks in a room, everybody knows. And he is famous for saying, hi, my name is John. I'm your friend. But we also value other people's opinions. Brendan Burchard says everybody got to their opinions somehow, and we just have to expect that they got there. Whether or not we like them, we just need to respect that they got there somehow. But do you value other people's ideas? Sometimes they're exactly what we need to hear. Sometimes they're opposite of what we want. But their ideas are something that they came up with, and this is how we show them that we value them. Do you also value their unique attributes and abilities? This is something that we all have, and we have to first see it in ourselves and then in other people. So when you start to look for and see the strengths of other women, rather than tearing them down, beautiful things begin to happen. Hearts change. Cold hearts melt. Competition turns to teamwork and camaraderie. And we realize that each one of us has struggles, hang-ups, victories, and even strengths. And then I see that I'm not the only one who needs a little grace to make it through the day. You do too. Now, if you want to learn to be charismatic, you just have to start valuing other people. What's more charming than a woman who exits the room, leaving everyone else thinking they are each the smartest one there? Well, how do you do that? Well, I begin by practicing humility as I approach situations that I may not understand. And trust me, folks, there's a lot of them I don't understand. And I am really learning this. This is a process for me. It's been very difficult for somebody who likes to talk. But when I enter a situation where it appears that I have the minority opinion, I'm learning, and I say that with big emphasis, to keep my mouth shut and just listen for a while. But this can be even more effective when I find myself in the majority. I think it was Twain who said, when we find ourselves in the majority, it's a good time to stop, evaluate, and reflect. Because again, everyone arrives at their opinion somehow, and valuing their process and where they landed, it's part of valuing them. But the other piece, other than practicing humility, is just getting curious, which quite frankly does aid in our humility. (laughs) But look for the value that others bring to the table. If I don't understand someone else or their opinions, it's especially important to allow real curiosity to guide my thoughts and actions. Trust me, people know when you're genuinely interested in them and when you're not. An important piece of the John Maxwell 30-page DISC report is dedicated to helping you understand your strengths and the value that you bring to the team. This has enabled me and my clients to understand both my own value and then begin to look at the value that others bring to the table. People are drawn to a woman who does this for them, who values them. It's like she's a magnet or something. But a charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better for now and in the future is dedicated to serving others, meeting their needs where they are without judgment. 
And that can sometimes be the hard part. When we talk about meeting others' needs, the topic of resources always comes up. We tend to be protective of them. It just feels normal that way, right? Many times, they are things that we've worked very hard either to develop or accumulate. However, when we use those resources in the service of others, they become more powerful. It's almost like they get supercharged. For instance, resources like time. Volunteering always rewards the volunteer in ways they may not expect at first, but even small things like being present for my son when he just needs a little attention, it builds that relationship. It's usually worth it to give up the time, within your own healthy boundary structure, of course. How about the resource of money? When I give my money to my local church, food bank, or charity, it's combined with others and becomes much bigger than my own small amount. There's very little I can do to help a lot of people, but when I compile my money with others, it actually becomes much bigger. How about your ideas? Now, if you're not like me and you don't come up with ideas constantly, this could feel like a precious resource. However, no idea exists in a true vacuum. They just don't. Most of the time, if you're willing to share, other people pop in there with their ideas and you may end up with an amazing collaborative effort on your hands. But what about the resource of power? As women, many times we think we don't have much power. But trust me, ladies, we do. We have the power of our positions, like in our family, in our jobs, or other organizations in which we serve. We have the power of our demographic, our location, our economics, our place, and our culture. I have to be willing to look and see what that really is. But even our ideas are powerful. These can empower other people to help them make changes and grow. Here's the thing. Power is also energy, and when we don't tap into it or exercise what we have, it's just sitting there latent. It's just potential energy. But tapping into our resources and using them to serve others, all of them, allows us to turn that latent and potential energy into motion or kinetic energy. Life then takes on a little bit of a self-propelled motion, kind of like a sandbag line when people are trying to build up a levee before a potential flood or even a fire bucket brigade. So first we develop what we have, then we turn around and we transfer it to others and we share. And then we come back to develop more, and then we turn around and give it away. Each act of service benefits others and primes the pump for more creativity and development of those same resources that we just shared. I interview unconventional leaders on a weekly basis, and all of them, every single one of them say that when they do this... When they use their resources to serve others, they're fed. And then they have the ability and the energy and the resources to go back and do it all over again. Now let's talk about that last piece of my definition of an intentionally optimistic leader. She's a charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better now or in the future. Now you may not think of yourself as a visionary. That's okay. The reality is we all have the ability to see certain things. You may be adept at details. I might see the big picture. Someone else might see how they either do or don't affect the outcome of any particular course of action. But when we put them all together, we form a more complete picture, which then informs all of our perspectives. So whether or not you consider yourself a communicator like me, I'm a speaker and a teacher. It doesn't really matter because we all communicate in one very powerful way. By our example. If we go back and look at the Proverbs 31 intentional optimist, she may be wise in how she speaks or doesn't, 
but she definitely communicates her vision for how things can be better by pursuing business deals and expanding her business. She's sharing her vision by example. Others then learn to follow and do the same. Oscar Wilde said, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. We've all heard that, or any number of aberrations of it. But this is how we always learn. We learn to talk, walk, ride a bike by imitating others. It's how we teach. We say things like, let me show you. Many times I learn the most by watching someone else and then doing it myself. I want to make it clear, though, that vision isn't only about the future. Just like you might be someone who could see the details when I see the big picture, maybe you're someone who can see an immediate solution to a problem that when coupled with my vision of how it could all be better in the future, could produce a whole new process or policy. But Andrea, I don't have anything to imitate, you say. Or maybe you're afraid someone might steal your ideas. This all goes back to that value question. We need to value both others and ourselves and be willing to share our own thoughts and information. For the majority of us in our everyday lives, living in an open-sourced world is actually more beneficial than hiding all the good stuff because we either have a scarcity mindset, like there's not enough to go around of whatever it is, or we lack the confidence in our own value and think we have nothing to offer. But when we share freely and lavishly, guess what? Others respond in kind. Sure, some people won't, but that's their problem, right? This is how we show others their value. This is how our resources multiply. Sharing your vision for what can or could be includes transparency in how we do everything now. Be willing to have open, curious conversations about what might need fixing, how we can expand our thinking or perspectives. We need to be willing to share where we're struggling and allow others to speak their vision, either by word or example, in order to grow, to become bigger, to become intentionally optimistic. Back in late 2019, I wrote the following sentence, and it's included in a blog post on this same topic that I will link to in the show notes. We are on the cusp, sisters, of what looks like an amazing new decade and beyond where women are going to be able to step into roles we haven't seen them in ever. And here I stand, In January of 2021, and I have just watched a woman step into a role we've never seen in U.S. history. That's only a part of my vision. The bigger picture starts at home in everyday women's lives, living out the example of charismatic servant leadership each day. That's how we get to the bigger, more impressive parts. So are you ready to be a charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better now or in the future? Well, you know what I'm going to say. (laughs) You have to decide. Begin small, right where you are. Value others. Visualize that 10 over each person's head. They know when you value them and when you don't. Lead by example here. Valuing their opinions, ideas, unique strengths and abilities. Whether or not you agree with them or whether or not you understand their strengths and abilities, we've got to start valuing those in other people. Serve. Raina Rose said, see a need, fill a need, and we need to learn, and yes, I'm still talking to myself here, to hold our resources like time, money, ideas, and power lightly. When we use them in service to others, they multiply. They get supercharged. Share your vision, ladies. Remember, this is a much more broad definition than we think. Your unique strengths and abilities will inform how you see what you see. 
be willing to share it and live it. So, what will you choose today? Are you ready to choose to be a charismatic servant leader with a vision for making things better now or in the future? Because we can do it, ladies, with grace, composure, confidence, kindness, and patience. We can do it with curiosity and openness, leading by our own example. We can't fight each other on the way there. We must help, encourage, and carry each other where we need to go. We link arms and walk courageously into the new opportunities that we create together by valuing each other, serving each other, and sharing our resources and vision. Thank you so much for your time today on your run, your commute, or while you're getting ready or wherever you listen. Please share this with another woman today. I am absolutely positive that you know somebody who could use this message and our Intentional Optimist Facebook community as a source of example and encouragement. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an Intentional Optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.